there's still those times when you're thinking in the midst of all the shopping and Christmas lights and holiday dinners that you get that feeling of sadness and you're wondering, what's wrong with me? You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we have one of the guests that I've been waiting the entire history of the Mental Health Download to interview because she brings joy and happiness to this universe. Her name is Ashley Gunnels. Ashley, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thank you, Matt. That was really awesome. <laughs> that was such a sweet intro, and I love that. And I agree. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, if only the audience could be here right now. I'm just so excited <laughs> about this because we, this episode, we're going to focus on seasonal affective disorder, which is often called SAD. And most podcasts and most things that you read are fairly morose about these sort of subjects. And the reason I wanted Ashley to come on the show is one, she is, as I said, awesome Two, she has experienced depression and anxiety. And three, I think the conversation we're about to have will kind of infuse a little holiday spirit, a little joy, because that is how Ashley rocks. So, so I love that. That's great. Yes. So my first question, Ashley, is what do you know about seasonal affective disorder? And have you ever met anybody who has experienced this? Well, like you said, I have experienced anxiety and depression myself on and off for as long as I can remember. It kind of runs in my family. And so I think that the holidays are especially hard, especially when the time change happens and it's darker sooner and the holidays come up. And I think that a lot of friends and family that I know have a tough time and you start to see it in October, November, especially in January, I think that's kind of a hard month because it's right after the holidays. And so what I know is that it's typically diagnosed more for women. It's uh, diagnosed four times more in women than in men. And I also know that it's typically, you can see it in the summer, but usually you hear about it more in the winter months, which makes sense because like I said, gets cold and you have to stay inside and can't necessarily get out and do things that you maybe your coping skills or sometimes it's harder for people because typically the months like this around the seasons and holidays you're supposed to be with family and sometimes that may be hard for some people because maybe they don't have family near or they don't have very good relationships with their family or they've lost some family and so I think that can be a hard thing for people as well. I know a lot of um, my family kind of struggles during this time of year because we've lost some special people in our lives and so It can be hard, but, you know, we cope with it and kind of use our coping skills and use what we know and use each other to kind of move on and make it a happy time and kind of focus on the good things and the memories. So So I want to give the audience a little bit of background on who Ashley is. So Ashley, thank you. Yes. uh, So Ashley, kind of walk us through your journey. I am a recent MSW student from OU Tulsa. And so I interned with the association for about two years. And then I also worked alongside um, Mr. Mike Brose, the CEO, as I was an intern. And so that was a really invaluable experience for me. And I just fell in love with the association. I fell in love with everyone that worked here, the mission, the participants. And so I transitioned from intern to the longest title ever. It is the Housing Solutions Intake and Referral Coordinator. So I help kind of coordinate move-ins for those that are living on the streets or experiencing homelessness and help move them into housing. It's been amazing and I love it. So, And you were also a teacher for a time, right? I was. I taught preschool for about four and a half years, two and three-year-olds. The best. 
they, they were the best. They are the best. So, um, okay. So I want to get into some of the just clinical side of seasonal affective disorder. We are an education partner with the National Institute of Mental Health. They have wonderful resources on social media, on the website, all over the place. They're fantastic. We hand out their brochures at health fairs and things. So I'm actually looking at a guide that they have on their website on seasonal affective disorder. You hear a lot about this in the news, you know, it's and it's mm-hmm. kind of surface level. In the media, they kind of just sort of cruise over it and they say, oh, yeah. it's winter. Let's do a, you know, a winter blues story is what they yeah. usually call yeah. it. And a lot of times there's probably some stigma around uh, seasonal affective disorder and that some people may believe it's not real. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you just, the, the whole, you know, stigmatizing thing of you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, it's. Or how can you be sad when it's, you know, the best time of the year? Exactly. And you're supposed to be, it's, you know, it's the best holidays, the best time of year, you're supposed to be happy. Why are you feeling sad? You know, just, just pull yourself up, just pull yourself up and go buy a hot chocolate and listen to Santa music. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of that happening. <laughs> and you're like, it's a real, it's a real diagnosis. It's, you know. It's a real illness and it can be really severe in some people. And so. Mm-hmm. Have you heard people tell you that? Yeah. You know. And what do you tell you, them? It's a real thing. You can feel, you can feel feelings of sadness. And if you need to talk to someone, you should go talk to someone. And a lot of it has to do with, you said like the media that kind of brushes over it and makes it seem like, oh, it's just the winter blues and you can, you'll snap out of it as soon as the sun comes back out more. And I mean, it's, it, depression is real. Sad is real. And you're entitled to be able to work through that and not have to worry about that stigma. I think that's a big problem. A lot of people, especially I think sad is even more stigmatized because it's in the holiday months and they may not be seen as a real disorder. And so people may find it harder to seek out help or seek, you know, want to talk about it because it's so stigmatized. So that's something I think that people need to be aware of too, that you can talk about it and you can get help for it and you should not be embarrassed. And it happens more than you would believe. I do think that a lot of people, because we don't understand the severity of seasonal affective disorder, it's kind of like mm-hmm. people saying, I have OCD. Oh, I'm feeling OCD today. Or, oh, I'm, you know. That's, I, you know, that's you know. my number one pet peeve. Yeah. It's my number one pet peeve because it's not some quirky little personality trait. That's a mental illness that affects people and it's hard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my one of my number one pet peeves. Stigma Mine in general too. is my like life mission to get rid of stigma surrounding mental illness. So. Exactly. Um, and so it says the symptoms of the winter pattern of SAD include having low energy, overeating, weight gain, craving for carbohydrates, and social withdrawal, which they call feeling like hibernating, and then hypersomnia, which I am unfamiliar with what hypersomnia is. Oversleeping, sleeping too much. Fantastic. Boom. Gotcha. Thank you, preschool teacher. <laughs> the preschool kids probably knew what that meant, um, but I didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think I, I may have learned that one because you know I'm a psych major too. You are. My undergrad's smart. in psychology, so yeah. you got all, all that's why you're here. Thanks. You're yeah, the mental health expert. I'm, yeah, ex- oh, sure. <laughs> I'm just a bald guy talking in a closet. <laughs> you're the storyteller. <laughs> nope. You are the storyteller of the Mental Health Association nope. Oklahoma. Little bald guy in a closet <laughs> talking to an amazing human being. You know, it also talks about some of the risk factors that may increase your risk of SAD. And those include, like you said, being female, uh, living far from the equator, (laughs) 
which we are <laughs> Oklahoma. We are. <laughs> we are about as far from it as you can get. I know. So. Yeah. Uh, family history. So people with a family history of other types of mm-hmm. depression are more likely to develop SAD than people who do not have a family history of depression. And then having depression or bipolar disorder. And then younger age, it says younger adults have a higher risk of SAD than older adults. SAD has been reported even in children and teens. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did not. I, did, I wasn't aware of that. That was something that kind of surprised me. That is. Children can feel almost, I think if they're feeling the feelings that we feel around this time of year and also taking on stress of others around them, I think that's a big contributor to that. Because you know there's a lot of stress in you know family units typically during the holidays with the stress that comes with the holidays as well. So when I was looking this over before the podcast, I was this is the part that I found the most interesting and it makes sense now, but I think a lot of people may find this interesting, hopefully. So it says the causes of SAD are unknown, but research has found some biological clues. And those include um, people with SAD may have trouble regulating one of the key neurotransmitters involved in mood serotonin. It says one one study found that people with SAD have 5% more serotonin transporter protein and when, uh, clinical stuff. What What does this all mean? A lot of mean? clinical stuff. A lot of clinical stuff. Sorry, serotonin. Serotonin. Yes. So you got to yeah. have serotonin. Tell us about the importance of serotonin. Those are those neurotransmitters that make you feel, quote unquote, happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Serotonin. You've got to have and, more serotonin. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm on Prozac and I believe that helps sort of regulate my serotonin levels, right? Mm-hmm. Probably Google. It's an SSRI, right? Yeah. SSRI would be a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. That's typically what you, it's, I, it's, it's free. That's what it is. It's the type of medication. And typically those are used frequently when you diagnose depression. Those are typically what people end up taking a lot of SSRIs. Yes. So do you mind if I ask what medications you're on? I'm always curious. Um, um, I take Celexa and I've taken Celexa for years um, and it works for me. What's interesting is I was very, very lucky to be able to start when I started my medication, one of the first ones I tried worked. And I know that's not the case for many people. And so I feel unbelievably lucky that I kind of knocked it out on the first try and been able to use it successfully for almost probably 15 years. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, I've been really, really lucky. I know even in my own immediate family, I've had people not be able to find the right medication. I think that's It can be really frustrating, especially if you're not taking the right medication and it does the opposite of what it should be doing. And so that can be, can kind of turn people off from medication in general. I know that even with some of the participants that we work with here, a lot of people are turned off with medications because they don't work right away. And so I've been lucky to let my, lucky that mine has worked and continues to work. I know that's not the case for a lot of people. So before you got on those meds, were the holidays especially difficult? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And they're still even now they're still difficult, I think, because like I said, it's it's a time where everyone around you tells you you're supposed to be really, really happy. And so there's that stigma that you even put in yourself that I'm having trouble right now. What's wrong with me that it's the happiest, most wonderful time of the year that's saying to you over and over and over again in every store you go in and on the radio and everywhere around you and you're feeling that sadness. And then there's also that extra weight that you put on yourself that why am I feeling sad when it's the most wonderful time of the year? And so I think it's 
it's a lot of that. And just you miss people in the holidays. You see people less fortunate than you around the holidays. And there's just a lot of emotions, I think. I feel all the emotions, Matt. And so <laughs> usually during the holidays, I, I mean, I feel them even more. And so I'm very lucky to have family and friends and, you know, colleagues and a roof over my head. And so when you see people that don't have that, I feel that too. And so not that I don't have the best time at the holidays. I love some Christmas and Thanksgiving with my family. We have a lot of fun and we laugh and laugh and laugh. But there's still those times when you're thinking in the midst of all the shopping and Christmas lights and holiday dinners that you get that feeling of sadness and you're wondering what's wrong with me. So it helps to be around people that make you, you know, kind of work on that. That's beautiful. Um, oh, well, thank you. It really is. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. But it is. It's, it's, it's hard. Do you, what do you tell me about your holidays? Are the holidays hard for you? I'm going to turn it back on you. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, all right. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. See, don't, don't, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> but if you're going to ask me, I'm going to ask you. Uh, so, um, so the reason I got on Prozac is, um, I lost my sister on July 4th, um, two years ago. And, uh, so the holidays are not good. And then I lost my brother to pancreatic cancer last December, about a week before Christmas. And yeah. so, um, the holidays are going to be, um, they're going to be rough this year. And, yeah. but I'm really grateful that, um, as I've talked about before, like meditate, I always, I, I've talked multiple times, I think on this podcast about my two M's medication and meditation. And that's really why I wanted to do this podcast is I think there's a lot of people out there that the holidays are not as fun and bright as they, yep. that you feel like they should be. And you feel mm -hmm. bad and you're like, well, just like you said, like I should be happy. Like, you should, should be, everyone's telling you, you should and be, I'm so, oh, just yeah. cheer up, just cheer right. up. It's, it's Christmas. Exactly. Um, and I'm, I have three beautiful daughters and a wife and my, mm -hmm. I have every blessing in life and I'm the medication and the meditation allow me to have that perspective that I really hope that everybody listening can find. Um, yeah. I, I really feel blessed to have to work here at the association and where that mental health really is a part of our we can talk about it and I can talk, yeah. you know, um, and so that's, that's what I love about this podcast. And that's what I love about you, Ashley. You've always been such a great listener and you're always so fun. And, um, so if I'm looking at the holidays and, um, I need some, some bright and happiness, um, all I got to do is, is call Ashley Donalds and she will make me smile. <laughs> then do I, do I, am I able to call you then? Yes. <laughs> and you can, I think we'll, we'll do it both ways because yeah, it's yeah. Thank I think how brave are you for sharing that? Oh, well, super brave. Well, I think thanks. a lot of times we have people who kind of hide behind, um, wanting to share one that they are diagnosed with mental illness and struggle and two that they take medication for that. And I think it's very important to say you can do both. You don't have to do, you don't have to take medication. You can't take medication, but you can talk about it and you can be accepted. And you, even people that you think might be the strongest, happiest, most fun people, they struggle too. And they take medication too. And mm -hmm. it helps them, you know, like you said, be able to be in a space where you can, you know, look towards other coping skills like meditation or, you know, things like that. So 
Thank you for sharing that, Matt. Most definitely. Um, so I'm going to give you my, um, you ready to go to my uh, my meditation class? It takes literally <gasps> 10 seconds. Are you ready? Are you doing it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, and listeners, you can follow along. Okay. So it's oh, like super okay. easy. So you breathe in. And when you breathe out, you count one. One. Like in your head. You don't have to say it out loud. Okay. I was going to say it out loud. I was like, one. <laughs> But it's just in breath. <laughs> and then when you okay. when you exhale, you you know, you can say one or you can say reindeer or Santa, oh. whatever you want that makes you feel happy. <laughs> uh and then you do t- same thing, you know, breathe in, and then the next one's two. And you do that to ten. And when you get to ten, you start over. And you do that oh, as I long like as you that. need. And you can have your eyes open. You can sit there at your, you know, at your computer, which I've done many times uh, during the day and just needed a mental health break and, you know, did Mm -hmm. it a couple times and sort of centered myself and shook off the darkness and went back about my business. And that's, you know, uh, that's my big thing. And I think that people can do that um, in their cars when they're driving. I mean, it's. I do it when I'm walking. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that, you know, and on Christmas Day, if, you know, you are feeling sad, mm-hmm. um, it is, I'm not saying it's the solution, but it's a part of a coping skill. And so if you can find something to wear, even if it's just simply counting your breaths, I think that can help people. Um, Matt, what if what if for the holidays mm. when you're doing that you count using the reindeer name? I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yes. So you See? breathe in, breathe out, um, Rudolph. Uh-huh. Breathe in, breathe out. Can you can we even I don't even know if I can Blitzen. name them all. Blitzen, uh-huh. Don Donner. <laughs> See, yeah, and you make a holiday twist and then you're laughing and meditating and then exactly. you're like Exactly. You know what? That's what you need. See, that's why you're that's here. That, that's that's what <laughs> That's you our tips here. for you everybody. For that right there. All right, for the thanks tips. for listening that to the That might work down better. There. Yeah. For children though. See, I still bring that no. in sometimes. You're like, "Oh, Ashley used to work with children because no. sometimes she says things that would be more appropriate for toddlers and that's okay too." <laughs> That's okay. And it might work for you too, Matt. I think, or I think else all of our mental health would be better if we focus more on what on, on our inner the our inner, inner child, child. inner yes. preschooler. Um okay, I so like that. yeah. Some of the other causes which were completely off track here, which off is track. super fun. I think we knew that this was gonna happen though. <laughs> I think we knew. That's why you're here. I, know, I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want a boring like People straight. Are gonna listen let's to like, talk about what was this. the topic even? They're not even going to remember. So they're like, what were they even talking about? I'm like, I, I don't they, even remember. There was reindeer, yeah. reindeer at some point. It was the <laughs> reindeer. Oh, man. Okay. So let's, no, uh, let's refocus. Here we refocus. go. Okay. Deep breaths. Um, reindeer. Um, okay. So people with sad may overproduce the hormone melatonin and darkness increases production of melatonin, which regulates sleep. Yeah, my kids take. Oh, melatonin. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's I didn't fascinating. Know that. Which makes sense because if you're doing the hyper, is it hypersomnia, mm-hmm. which means you're sleeping more. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. But it does. Do you feel? I feel sleepy starting earlier because it's it oh, gets yeah. dark and your body's telling you it's dark and it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so that. Oh yeah. That makes sense. I enjoy going to bed early. Mold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people with sad may also produce less vitamin D. So vitamin D. That makes is, sense too. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D is believed to play a role in serotonin activity, and vitamin D insufficiency may be associated with clinically significant depression symptoms. So, 
to me, I think sad just makes sense. It's one of those ones that just kind of makes sense to me. Like it makes sense that you're producing more melatonin. It makes sense that you're producing less serotonin. It just, it makes sense to me and less vitamin D. I mean, it just, it just makes sense to me. It does. But these are things that I didn't know before. I didn't either. I didn't know some of these either. So we're learning so many things today. Yeah. All um, the things. We're in Miss Gunnell's class. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was. It was. There- it was Miss Gunnell's class. <laughs> Uh, so treatments and therapies. So there are four major types of treatment for SAD. Medication, light therapy, psychotherapy, vitamin D. Yeah, I've had a couple of friends use light therapy and they said it on, it honestly made them feel better. They had a little um, lamp that they set at their desk because they were in an office building with no windows and which I can't, I can't even imagine. We're so lucky to be able to hear at Legacy Plaza, but she said she had a little lamp at her desk and it made her feel better. Like it helped, it really did help. And I think that's, that's awesome. Well, and I think that goes to stigma as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think people, you know, uh, would be hesitant to go into their place of business and have one of these lights that oh, yeah. is super beneficial for them, but they would be like, oh, well, people are going to judge me. Or, yep. And so, not here. Not here, man. Not you can here. Bring on the light therapy. Bring on the lights. Uh, so uh, let there be light. Um So light therapy has been a mainstay of treatment for SAD since the 1980s. Oh, that's awesome. The idea behind light therapy is to replace the diminished sunshine of the fall and winter months using daily exposure to bright artificial light. Um, Symptoms of SAD may be relieved by sitting in front of a light box first thing in the morning on a daily basis from the early fall until spring. Mm -hmm. Most typically, light boxes filter out the ultraviolet rays and require 20 to 60 minutes of exposure to 10,000 lux, L-U-X. Ooh. Who even knew what a lux was? Of cool it's a, white. It's a measurement of light, isn't it? Thank you, Miss Gunnels. Is that right? Uh, lux. Lux. It's lux. Lux. Of cool white fluorescent light, an amount that is about 20 times greater than ordinary indoor lighting. That's fascinating. That is. Um, those lights are pretty reasonably priced. They used to be more expensive, now you can get them, I believe, on Amazon for I was gonna say, I know, you can 30, probably get on Amazon. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's worth a try. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, and you know, you can take extra vitamin D. You need to talk mm-hmm. with your doctor. Psychotherapy, obviously, that will help you year round. Um, mm-hmm. um, Amen to that. Yes. Year round. Okay. So that concludes the NIMH portion of this podcast. Thank you, NIMH. So um, I want to spend the last few minutes that we have, Ashley, talking about what are some of your coping skills during the holidays? Ooh, I was not prepared for this question, Matt. You're going to have to make me, let me think a minute. Um, one of my favorite things to do all the time is I listen to music. I love listening to music in the car, in my office, at home, falling asleep. I have music playing all day long. You know? I, I've, I grew up around music, and so I just don't ever remember a time when we didn't have music playing. We had music playing in my house all the time, and there's different kinds of musics that I like to li- musics music that I like to listen to, depending on my mood and depending on like what I'm doing. And so it just makes me it just it just makes me feel better. I don't know why it necessarily, but I just have always listened to music. It helps me cope. I used to listen to music to write papers, to do paperwork, to feel better, to like and for Christmas time, I like to listen to Christmas music, and I start super early, and so I think I started listening to Christmas music November first, and that's fine. Okay, this is a big question. Okay, favorite, favorite Christmas artist or song 
or album. Mm. I love the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving or Christmas soundtrack. It's the so best soundtrack. Good. It is so good. It's so good. It's so pretty. And, and so, so I listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think my mom plays that in her car on her CD player starting in like October. And so I love that one. But you know what? <laughs> one of really the best good. Christmas albums is. Are you yeah. going to get, I think you might guess this one. Based Anson. on previous, com- absolutely. Snowed in. Best Christmas album. What is the best Hanson Christmas song? I think it's, don't they do Merry Christmas, Baby? I almost started singing. Thank goodness I didn't. Ashley and I share a great and mighty devotion and love and admiration of the band Hanson. Absolutely. Which, and, and it's not just because they are from Tulsa. It is because they are very talented and they are, Taylor is the prettiest person on this planet. And, I mean and they that. are phenomenal people in and what they do with Tulsa. Beings. They do great things for Tulsa too. I'm trying to think of any other coping skills. I like to laugh with my friends, uh-huh. obviously. Uh, laughter if, helps. I think laughter isn't proven to like boost serotonin oh in your God. brain. Yes. I hope so. I think so. Yes. If I was to come to your office and uh, we both were kind of down and you'd be like, you know what? We should watch a YouTube clip right now. Or, Ooh. Yeah. What would you recommend? I would probably just maybe turn on the Hanson Christmas album. <laughs> it would make us happy. I know. I would. Yeah, there's, it has to be certain times, like there's certain songs that you listen to when you're kind of in a down mood. And if you want to kind of feel better, there's certain songs you turn on and certain songs you turn off. You're like, I want to be with my mood for a little bit. Let me stay in my sad mood. Let me have those feelings and then move out of it. And so you got to have all kinds of music to listen to depending on your mood. I've got uh, all the music, Matt. And some of it is not very good, but that's okay. <laughs> as long as it makes you happy. I exactly. think if you, if you came to my office, to my desk... I would play you Kristen Bell and Jimmy Fallon singing like a medley of Disney songs. Disney songs. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's, of it. I've heard it's hilarious. It may be like light therapy. There may be like Kristen Bell therapy. I'm right. Not sure. They're, it's still in I trials right now. Like, I feel that way about, you know what I also like to do? Like office therapy. Just watch The Office over and over and over and over and over again. That's therapy. Yeah. I, have a, I bet there'd be a lot of people that would agree with that. You have to I'm be able to you. laugh. You have and that's to. One of my, that's my little, my little turn on the that. office and I'll get rid of those, those dark thoughts sometimes. Yeah. Because they happen. This is so awesome. I am so glad we're doing this podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna, they're like three hours later, <laughs> still recording. Haven't really touched on much, but you know what? They're still laughing. <laughs> and now we don't feel as sad. See, I, I saw what you did there. See what I did there? They couldn't because they couldn't see my finger quotes, but I definitely did say sad, my finger quotes. <laughs> oh. I'm like, well, we didn't we didn't get much, but we sure didn't have a good laugh. <laughs> oh, my cheeks hurt, Ashley. That's know, why you're here. <laughs> okay. It's really hard to follow like, you know, Dr. Carl Hart and Dr. Chan Hellman and Dr. Jediah Bragg. And here's Ashley. Who's the best (laughs) of all. And that's why you're here. Okay. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Um, All right. Last question, Ashley. Mm -hmm. In all seriousness. Okay. Straight face. Here we go. Okay. I can do it. Give us some tips for our listeners to get through these holiday months. Just give us some dang tips. Give you some tips. I think my biggest tip is to 
understand that you're probably going to have some feelings of sadness during the holidays and you're not alone in that. And to kind of let yourself feel those feelings. I, that's kind of something that I tell myself all the time is, you know what, don't try to like not let those feelings come in of anger, sadness, frustration, feel the feelings, be with them for a little bit. And then, you know what, find a way for you to cope with that and kind of keep going. Let that be a moment. Let that be, you know, an evening or a part of your day, but don't let it consume your whole holiday season. I think try to find the things that you do look forward to and that do make you feel happy and try to focus on those, but don't try to get rid of all the sadness or all those feelings. Feel them, but then, you know, move out of them if you can. And if you can't move out of them, then find someone to talk to or, you know, find other ways to cope with that. Use your coping skills and really focus on just find the things that make you happy this holiday season and use those to keep going. Because like you said, holidays are hard. Matt, like when you said, I think one of the hardest things for me was when we lost um, both my grandparents a couple years ago. We have had every single holiday since I was little. They basically raised me um, alongside my parents and my aunt. We're all very close. And so when we lost them, the holidays were really, really hard. But rather than, you know, feeling like you couldn't do the holidays or just they're going to be the worst and dreading them, looking back, remembering memories that made you feel happy and then knowing that it's not going to be the same, but try to move forward and focus on what can be good and what can be things that make you happy in the holiday season. Because they can be hard, but, you know, find the happy things too. But don't do one or the other. You can have the sad with the happy. Mm-hmm. But I think focusing on the light and focusing on the good things and trying to find those is going to something that can push you through. Because the holidays can be really fun. Especially <laughs> if you're hanging out with Ashley. Exactly. I mean. Having the sad with the happy. You have to. I love that. that I think a lot of people of try to podcast. push out the happy and say. I mean, push out the sad and try to say, you know, I don't want to feel sad at all. Why am I feeling sad? Push all those feelings away. Feel them a little bit. You can feel your feelings. You can feel sad. You have the right to be sad. You, Everyone feels sad and everyone has, you know, times of sadness, but to not kind of dwell on them. But if you find yourself dwelling on them, then reach out for help. I'm not ignoring you. I'm going to pull up the... Matt's oh, checking his lo- football I'm, score. I, I lost uh, Matt. I lost yesterday. I was oh. like, oh, who played? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> football teams. Okay. okay um, exactly. Sports. Woo! I'm pulling up the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Good job. Okay. So before we go, I want to leave uh, with a couple of resources for people. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. Their, the website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It is the most important thing, especially during these times, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, one suicide is too many. So, Absolutely. And, they, and then um, Mental Health Association Oklahoma, we do offer free support groups. We offer many support groups. You can get all the details at mhaok.org or give us a call. We have two numbers. It's 918-585-1213 and 405-943-3700. All right. So the final thing that we're going to do, Ashley, as we always do, is as our fearless leader, Mike Bros, always tells us at the end of every meeting, go do good things. Um, okay. I'm going to say go do good things. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. In the words of Mike Bros, go do good things. Oh, I dropped my coffee. <laughs>
while, while you're spending holidays <sighs> with your family, don't forget to go do good things. There you go. Go, go do good things. Like, there's like 50,000 ways you could say it. Try some more. <laughs> no! <laughs> hey, you, go do good things. I see you. Go do good things. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and go do good things. <laughs> okay, we're done. Oh, hey, go yeah. do good things. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Go do good things. Thanks. Hey, Ashley. Oh, what? Go do good things. Go do good things. <laughs> go do good things. Go, go do good things, please. <laughs>